Radical, episode 144. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, the The world is a weird place right now. Uh, I know it's not getting any better every day. We talk about you know what's going on in the news with the FDA approval, uh, Afghanistan, COVID. Boy, um, I'm just I'm not in damn mood, uh, and that's that's being very very. I think the word is uh, polite. You know, I, 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 I've seen so much in this world at 40 years old. And I got to tell you, you know, like right now, there are some times where, you know, I, you, you read this kind of stuff that I'm going to read tonight. I'm going to read anti-federalist paper number 38. And, you know, if you're looking in the right places throughout history, you know what's coming. You see what's coming and you're just like, damn it, people. I mean, people are screaming about this kind of stuff throughout history. Absolutely. On the top of the rooftops, you know, the the little guys, the guys that are, you know, busting their ass every day, day in, day out. And they're not, there's, there's no privilege uh, in, in this, in this part. Right. And so, you know, the thing is they get smashed, they get crushed, they get censored, they get jailed, caged and killed. Um, and I mean, who, who wants to be those guys in, in this life? I mean, but you know, I think there's something, uh, deep down inside that burns within a lot of us, especially, I don't know. I I feel like my 1970s, 1980s kids out there, maybe early 1990s. I don't know. I wasn't an early nineties kid. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that we grew up with that was just like, man, go off and fight the bad guys. Right. And now that we've kind of figured out like who the bad guys are, where, and more importantly, where they're at, uh, man, it's just, it's, uh, it's coming. I mean, this is, this is it. And I, I I mean, diving into the news isn't going to help me right now. Uh, it's one of those things where I'm just a little pissed. I'm, I'm a little, bothered with some things out there and you know the people that are trying to absolutely destroy uh people who are looking out for other people and really don't want to control your life but want to leave you alone uh it's it's weird it is a strange strange phenomenon to be in that place and to be getting hammered by the most powerful people in this country um it's just i don't know you want to talk about galvanizing you know, people uh, towards or or away from your cause of statism, authoritarianism, man. I I, I think we're there. I, I think we're there. And so to get away from that a little bit and kind of go back to these guys that tried to tell everybody over 240 years ago, um, this is Anti-Federalist Paper number 38. Um, it is some reactions to the Federalist arguments. But first, um, admin notes, uh, if you want to become a patron and you love the show, go out to patreon.com slash radical pod. You can become a patron for as low as a dollar. And thank you guys all for doing it. I mean, geez, I mean, as soon as I put a dollar on there and started talking about it, people were like, oh, yeah, you know, I can listen to uh, eight shows a month for a buck. That's a good deal. Um, thank you, guys. Really uh, appreciate that very, very much. Um, and the uh, the guys that have left reviews on Apple, um, I will read them in the next show. My phone's all the way over there, so I'm not going to get up and, and do that right now. But thank you guys for taking that time. You guys have come out big uh, lately, and I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to find 
radical merchandise. There's more coming uh, as the website gets completed and all that fun stuff. Um, that is in the links underneath the audio version of the show uh, out there. And outside of that, if you've got something to bring to my attention, you can reach me at Shane at RadicalPod.com. But without further ado, Anti-Federalist Paper number 38. This uh, is an essay that was written by Brutus Jr., which appeared in the New York Journal on November 8th of 1787. Uh, this is two articles by a countryman. They were written by DeWitt Clinton, and they appeared also in the New York Journal on January 10th and February 14th of 1788. So here we go. I have read with degree of attention several publications which have lately appeared in favor of the new Constitution. And as far as I am able to discern the arguments, if they can be so termed, he's already saying these, these arguments suck, of most weight which are urged in favor, its favor, may be reduced to two of the following. First, I'm going to stop before I even do it. Like, if, if you think people didn't talk shit back in the day, they talk shit, right? Like, this guy... As plain as day is saying your arguments are trash, uh, if they can even be called arguments. So the idea that decorum is out the window, man, no. Mises Caucus and the the rest of you guys that are just the brawlers and fed up, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, Green Party. I don't care where you're coming from. There are a lot of people coming right now to this movement because people are pissed and they're accurate and people hear it and they go, oh shit. And then these assholes shut us down, right? With, with no arguments. It's the irony. First, that the men who formed it were wise and experienced and they were illustrious, illustrious band of patriots and had the happiness of their country at heart that they were four months deliberating on the subject, and therefore, it must be a perfect system. Sarcasm. <laughs> Sarcasm in the 1780s, people. Um, yeah, you're going to deliberate for four months and get the perfect system. We will deliberate throughout the history of mankind about this kind of thing, even after, let's just say, a, a more libertarian type of society, um, you know, really does something fairly amazing on this earth. Um, but, you know, you're going to be fighting against people that want to corrupt it all the time. It's just the way it is. Um, you know, under a libertarian system, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be perfect. You will not hear that from Republicans or Democrats or anybody else. We're not saying it's going to be perfect. We're saying you're not going to get forced and coerced by other people to do things and give a monopoly of force to, you know, force and coercion to the government. Like, it's much better to have a couple maybe small timers in your vicinity than it is to have an empire, if that makes sense, right? You want to deal with Barney Fife? You want to deal with Darth Vader? <laughs> That's a, sorry, I'm a dork. I'm going to make dork references. That's what it, that's the difference. Barney Fife or Lord Vader, maybe Emperor Palpatine. That's the difference. Second, 
If that system be not received, this country will be without any government and of consequence will be reduced to a state of anarchy and confusion and involved in bloodshed and carnage. And in the end, a government will be imposed upon us, not the result of reason and reflection, but of force and usurpation. I mean, this is the thing is like, he's, he's saying basically right here. Number two, these guys are bullies, man. They're going to use force and coercion to ram a government down your throat. You better take the better kind of it. You better take the kind that we're proposing versus what we'll do to you and the likes of you and your people if you don't get in line with our government. Like we're giving you a pretty good shake here is what they're saying. As I do not find that either Cato or the Sentinel, Brutus, or Old Whig or any other writer against this Constitution have undertaken a particular refutation of this new species of reasoning, I take the liberty of offering to the public through the channel of your paper the few following animated versions. And this means to, um, I don't know, to, to question on the subject, and the rather because I have discovered that some of my fellow citizens have been imposed upon by it. All right, so he's talking about this new uh, species of reasoning. Are we in kind of this really weird world of how people are reasoning right now? And not so much reasoning um, peacefully. I really, like, I don't get it. When If you think you're reasonable people and you can't have conversations with people and you just have a binary response to something wrongly a lot of times, if I'm not a Republican, I must be a Democrat. And if I'm not a Democrat, I must be a Republican is the way a lot of people think. And so they know the talking points of the two, but they don't have any idea of what libertarians are offering. And as soon as we talk about it, Oh, it doesn't matter. Left, right, Republican, I don't care. It's absolutely met with hate and name calling. I mean, it's the most childish shit I've ever seen. But that's that's kind of, you know, where where they're at in this time as well. Uh they're they're looking at, you know, people who are bullies saying you're going to take this or it's going to be worse uh kind of deal, right? Like that's it's not a good thing in history. It's never been a good thing in history. With respect to the first it will be readily perceived that it precludes all investigation of merits of the proposed constitution and leads to an adoption of the plan without inquiring whether it be good or bad. For if we are to infer that the perfection of the system from the characters and abilities of men who formed it, we may as well determine to accept it without any inquiry as with a number of persons in this New York, as well as the other states, have upon this principle determined to submit it to without even reading or knowing its contents. What else have we seen in our lifetime that has come through? They don't read it. They never read an omnibus spending bill, which is different than just kind of a spending bill because the thing is they pack bureaucracy they just full of bureaucracy into there. 
And what does it do? It goes out, it benefits banks, it benefits the bureaucracies, it benefits corporations who write most of the spending bills that are on Capitol Hill. And, you know, I don't know, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, things like that. We've got to pass the bill before we know it's in the bill so we can read the bill. I mean, is that how it works? Is it is it being held hostage now <laughs> where it's all written by industry and the people who are in office don't even get to read it because it'd be like, eh, no, we're not going to we're not going to give you any money if you do that. You got to leave that kind of stuff alone. <sighs> they were doing it 240 years ago. But supposing the premise from which this conclusion is drawn to be just, it then becomes essentially in order to give validity to the argument to inquire into the characters of those who compose this body that we may determine whether we can be justified in placing such unbounded confidence in them. It is an invidious task to call into question the characters of individuals, especially of such as are placed in illustrious stations. Right? Talking about the PC language, right? You're a barbarian, Shane Hazel. You're absolutely vitriolic and and you you cuss. Oh, wait. Does he call people names, though? I mean, not, not really. I mean, really, the really, really bad ones reminds me of True Lies when he's like... Uh, yeah, but they were all really, really bad. And fuck you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way. God, what a piece of garbage. You guys hear Arnold Schwarzenegger? Fuck. <laughs> fuck your freedom. Oh, man. What a piece of shit. I mean, seriously, I don't like calling people names, but man. Anybody is saying fuck your freedom right now. Oh, that's not cool, man. Not in the least. I don't wish you ill. I'm telling you right now. Uh, but... You keep pushing people and you're going to get what you got coming. That's that's the way it is. So we'll continue. But when we are required implicitly to submit our opinions to those of others from a consideration that they are so wise and good as not to be liable to err. And that, too, in an affair which involves in its happiness ourselves and our posterity, every honest man will justify a decent investigation of characters in plain language. Yeah. <sighs> plain language, people. I think most people, when they hear it, it just hits them like a ton of bricks. And like, dude, this this is too intense. <laughs> I'm, I guarantee it, especially in this day and age. Like, you imagine. I mean, we had kind of a soft opening, you know, for anybody that's figured this stuff out years ago, you're like, oh, man, it's coming. It's coming. I see it far off. I see it. And, you know, you didn't even have to be an anarchist to see it. You could have been, you know, just cognizant of the Constitution and its history to see this kind of shit coming and to know a little bit about economics. These guys have been saying it for 50 years. If you're new to libertarianism. Libertarians been talking about this for 50 years and they've called it every step of the way. Once you start reading people like Rothbard and, and, and Mises, man, I'm telling you, uh, a lot of great things over at the Mises Institute are free. Go check it out. They're amazing. We, but they, they saw this kind of stuff coming so far off because they knew the history. They knew these people and they knew the economic side of it. It's just 
They've they've seen they've been there and they've done it. That's all these guys did was read history. They didn't have. I mean, you know, once in a while, maybe you went to a, a show somewhere. Can you imagine going to a theater, man. I don't think most dudes like theater to begin with. I don't know. Maybe that was it back then, but I don't think they were going and watching anything on a nightly basis. That's how different they were. They they read every night of the week almost. Uh, I imagine in their studies and before bed and by candlelight, and they just to be that smart and to you know can you imagine these guys with the tech we have probably blow us out of the water. Anyway, here we go. It is at the same time well known to every man who is but moderately acquainted with the characters of the members that many of them are possessed of high aristocratic ideas and the most sovereign contempt of the common people, that not a few were strongly disposed in favor of monarchy. Some of them wanted a monarchy, and they just called it something different anyway. We all know that now. That there were some of no small talents and of great influence, of consummate cunning and masters of intrigue, whom the war found poor, embarrassed circumstances and left with princely fortunes acquired in public employment. That there were others who were young, ardent and ambitious, who wished for a government corresponding with their feelings while they were destitute of experience and political researches. Does that, I'm going to stop there for a second again. When he says destitute of experience, I mean, do you think there's a boy, just a, just an observation. I mean, one of the, one of the smartest, most, I don't know, libertarian of the Republicans, Thomas Massey comes to mind. Um, when I when I see this, I see destitute of experience and think the opposite for Thomas. Thomas, I think, has got a, a master's from MIT. Um, and hey, here's a Republican, you know, giving some praise to, or I, I should say, here's a libertarian giving some praise to a Republican. Right? This guy is super duper uber smart. I mean, to, to be a, a master of science out of MIT and to then be able to apply it to his homestead where he's basically probably completely off the grid if I had to have my guess. Guarantee, I, I, would, I would probably lose money if I said he wasn't capable of being completely off the grid for some time. I'd, I'd, bet, I'd bet money on it. It's no coincidence, I think, that he is the most libertarian out of the bunch on uh, on Capitol Hill because he's got a just a, a great breadth of experience and how to do real life things would you I mean seriously look at some of the people that are awful in in that place would you trust any of them when you try like would, who's taking Nancy Pelosi out to a farm or to homestead or to you know basically do you know the essentials in life to, I mean can she change a tire I mean, that's, that's the damn difference. I'm not saying they're all like that. I imagine, you know, some of those guys are, are pretty handy in a fight. Maybe Jim Jordan being a wrestler. Um, but, you know, outside of that, man, I, I look at a lot of these very soft-handed people and just think, holy shit, they're destitute of any experience whatsoever.
And political researchers that there were not a few who were gaping for the post of honor and annulment. These we find exulting in the idea of a change which will divert places of honor, influence, and emolument into a different channel where the confidence of the people will not be necessary to their acquirement. It is not to be wondered at that an assembly thus composed should produce a system liable to be well-founded of objections and which will require very essential alterations. We are told by one of themselves, Mr. James Wilson of Philadelphia, the plan was a matter of accommodation, and it is not unreasonable to suppose that in this accommodation, principles might be introduced which would render the liberties of the people insecure. See, they, I mean, that was, that was their language back in the day. It was liberty more and more and more. It was, it was liberty. And when these guys approached it, they were like, this is, you know, where we're facing, you know, COVID mandates and drawing lines in sand and saying, fuck you. Um, we're not doing this kind of shit. These guys were drawing lines in the sand for these, uh, these guys, you know, this is, no, man, I think this is probably where I die. That's what, that's what they're testing right now. How far can they fucking go in everybody's life? How much can they interfere? And I mean, they're doing it across the board. Do you think people um, out there aren't feeling some pressure in some pretty high places right now? I'm wondering who's going to snap. I'm wondering who's going to say, yep, you know what? Made enough money. I'm good. I can draw the line. That's it. Fuck these guys. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm done with these people. Absolutely have been done. The fact that they're trying to mandate things that, I mean, on, I mean, and that's the thing, private businesses, you run your damn business, however you want to run your business, but state, man, I'm telling you right now, the fact that you are extorting money from people year after year after year, like 50% of our income and doing what you're doing. And there comes a line in the sand real fast, uh, especially in a country that's got a ton of weapons. We don't want it. We want peace. That's why we're being very vocal for the past 700 plus years about, hey, man, there's some lines that you're not going to cross anymore. We're done. Uh, you're, you're not trustworthy in the least. If it is good... It is a capable, is it capable of being vindicated? If it is bad, it ought not to be supported. It is degrading to a free man and humiliating to a rational one to pin his faith on the sleeve of any man or body of men in an affair of such monumentous importance. In answer to the second argument, I deny that we are in immediate danger of anarchy and commotions. I'm going to sit here and agree. Anarchy just means no rulers. I'm sure we will still have sheriffs. I will, I'm sure city council members and the, the county boards, they might see some turnover, but I'm pretty sure we're still going to have those things. You know, that's the thing is when things start to happen, I start to see good people rising up. I mean, we're doing it in, in Cherokee County and it's amazing to me to see you know, this group of people that's trying every which way to get together, even though, you know, we're having our, our emails, our, our texts, 
anything that they can get their hands on and recorded, man, they're doing it. I guarantee you they're doing all that kind of stuff, not to mention repressing anything on social media so that you don't get notifications. You're not keeping up. I mean, it's, it's a ton of stuff like that going on right now. And so, you know, this is nothing new under the sun. Nothing but the passions of the wicked and the ambitious men will put us in the least danger on this head. Those who are anxious to precipitate a measure will always tell us that the present is the critical moment. Now is the time the crisis has arrived and the present minute must be seized. I'm, I'm just smiling from ear to ear. The, 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 the precipitate moment, it's always right here. It's always dialed up to 10 every day of the damn year. And it's invaded our life. And the thing is, and there, there, it's always right now, the crisis has arrived. It's this. And what do they do? They try to take as much damn control, which means as much liberty and freedom, your life, liberty and property as possible. Tyrants is, and tyrants have always made use of this plea, but nothing in our circumstances can justify it. Yeah, are you walking around right now and people are just dropping dead? No. I mean, there's a certain amount of people that die every day that have always died every day um, in America from very tragic accidents to self-inflicted accidents to just natural old age. Sickness. I mean, it's, it's a human condition, people. So is death. But right now, we're not experiencing anything that even close. I mean, Syria, we're, we're at each other's throats right now because we've got more government in our life than ever. That's the reason. The country is in profound peace, and we are not threatened by invasions from any quarter. The governments of the respective states are in the full exercise of their powers and the lives and liberty and property of individuals are protected. All present exigencies are answered by them. It is true the relegation of the trade and comp uh, competent provision of the payment of the interest of the public debt is wanting, but no immediate commotion will arise from these. Time may be taken for claim discussion or calm discussion and deliberate conclusions. Individuals are just recovering from the losses and embarrassment sustained by the later war. Industry and fragility are taking their station and banishing from the community idleness. Something we need right now. We have to stop being idle. We need to wake more and more people up. And I mean, to, to make people comfortable at home during this time, well, ingenious is one of those things that's going to run out. Um, you know, they, they, that's, that's the key is get moving, stop being idle, start doing something, whatever it is, take action today, find something to do, find people to do something. We can introduce you to a whole community of people who are taking action right now. That's why you're seeing things. Let's see. Individuals are lessening their private debts and several millions of the public debt is discharged by the sale of Western territory. So I would say, you know, a lot of people have tried uh, up until last year to um, really, you know, pay their debts down. I think, um, you know, a lot of America is obviously 
in debt and it's uh it's unfortunate but i think there was more and more talk about you know individual debt over especially in our crowd uh for quite some time um outside of that uh, you know the the fact that there there's one worry in the world is is public debt and you think about that with us and you're just sitting there going well yeah we've kind of dug ourselves a hole. Luckily, there's Bitcoin and blockchain and all that fun stuff uh, that I think is going to be extremely useful here in the very near future. Um, but, you know, this is it's more of the same. Individuals are lessening their private debts and several millions of the public debt is discharged into the Western territory. There is no reason, therefore, why we should uh, precipitately and rashly adopt a system which is imperfect or insecure. We may securely deliberate and propose amendments and alterations, I know it is said we cannot change for the worse, but if we act the part of wise men, we shall take care that we change for the better. It will be labor loss if, after all, our pains, we are in no better circumstances than we were before. And I will contend we are far, far from anything that the founding fathers probably ever imagined would ever, um, you know, be here. Can't even imagine. I've seen enough to convince me very fully that the new constitution is a very bad one and a hundredfold worse than our present government. People who are just tuning in and I've seen the numbers. You guys are amazing out there. Um, the anti-federalists, if, if you're new to the anti-federalists, they were no fans of the constitution. Uh, they said it was a coup. And they were right. And that's going to be hard for a lot of people to hear. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, there's a reason why they don't teach you the anti-federalist in school. And it's not because they were bad dudes. Uh, it's not because they were unimportant. It's because what they said uh, was absolutely prophetic. And if you go back and read them, you know, you'll start to maybe judge some people that are, um, you know, the minarchists and anarchists maybe a little differently. And you'll as you continue to go down that hole, um, you're going to see more and more and more why, you know, the, the idea that, you know, if you can't trust bad people, you definitely can't trust bad people in power. So that's kind of the, the gist of it. And I do not perceive that any of the writers in favor of it Although some of them use a vast many fine word and show a great deal of learning, are able to remove any of the objections which are made against it. Mr. James Wilson indeed speaks very highly of it, but we have only his word for its goodness. And nothing is more natural than for a mother to speak well of her own bantling, however ordinary it may be. He seems, however, to be pretty honest in one thing where he says... It is the nature of man to pursue his own interest in preference of the public good. For they tell me he is a lawyer, and his interest then makes him for the new government. For it will be a noble thing of lawyers. Besides, he appears... All right. A noble thing of lawyers. How many lawyers do you think we have in Congress? We don't have enough engineers, Thomas Massey. I don't know why you're not recruiting out of MIT. Besides, he appears to have an eye to some high place under it. And since he speaks with great pleasure of the places of honor and annulment, being diverted to a new channel by his change of system. As to Mr. Plubius, the Federalist, 
I have read a great many of his papers, and I really cannot find out what he would be at. He seems to me as if he was going to write a history, so I have concluded to wait and buy one of his books when they come out. The only thing I can understand from him, as far as I have read, is that it is better to be united than divided, at that great many people are stronger than a few, and that Scotland is better off since its union with England than before. See, you know, that this, like he's referencing somebody else who talks about how England and Scotland were, are better off. I don't think the Scots thought so at the time. I don't think the Scots, a lot of them think so today. You know, I think Scotland was Scotland. I think they were Scotland for a reason, and they didn't call themselves England for a damn reason, just as Ireland didn't. And to think that a centralization of authority is ever a good thing is, is crazy to me. It just, it removes people from your local area to a different place, you know, as, as they're chosen, you know, so too comes the idea that they're important. And if I've got the power of all these people behind me, I can do things. Maybe some shady shit if you don't actually understand first principles and you don't hurt people and you don't take their stuff. The non-aggression principle. That's it. And I think he proves, too, very clearly that the fewer nations there are in the world, the fewer disputes will be about the law of nations and the greater number that are joined in one government. The abler will they be to raise ships and soldiers and the less need for fighting. But I do not learn that any body denies these matters or that they have anything to do with the new anything to do with the new constitution. Indeed, I am at a loss to know whether Mr. Plubius means to persuade us to return back to the old government and make ourselves as happy as Scotland has by its union or to accept of the new constitution and get all the world to join with us so as to make one large government. It would certainly, if what he says is true, be very convenient for Nova Scotia and Canada. And for aught I know, his advice will have great weight with them. I have also read several other pieces which appear to be wrote by some other little authors and by people of little consequence, though they seem to think themselves men of importance and take upon them grand names such as Caesar. So, I mean, here we go. I mean, these guys are fighting. Now, Mr. Caesar does not depend so much on reasoning as upon bullying he abuses the people very much, and if he spoke in our neighborhood as impudently as he writes in the newspapers, I question whether he would come off with whole bones. I mean, do you think these ivory tower idiots out there that, I mean, have gotten this shit wrong for decades and decades and decades and decades? Do you think they're going to come into your neighborhoods and talk like this to people? I know what would happen in my neighborhood. I, <laughs> without a doubt, man, you would be run out of here so damn fast. And the thing is, is these are all kinds of different people. 
you go say shit in people's faces, like, you know, the way you're talking out there, man, good luck. From the manner he talks, he could come off with whole bones. From the manner he talks of people, he certainly cannot be one of them himself. I imagine he has lately come over from some old country where they are all lords and no common people. If so, it would be as well for him to go back again as to meddle himself with our business since he holds such a bad opinion of us. That was the end of the first part. Uh, and then it goes on to read, The Federalist, as he terms himself, Pluvius, puts one of mind of some of the gentlemen of the long robe when hard push in a bad cause with a rich client. They frequently say that the great deal which does not apply, but yet, if it will not convince the judge nor jury, may perhaps help to make them forget some part of the evidence, embarrass their opponent, and make the audience stare, besides increasing the practice. Yeah. So anyway, I thought this was a you know very in, insightful uh, piece of paper. Um, you know, and I don't know. It, it, you you see these things, you, you hear them, um, and it's it's really cool to see you're not alone in history. And if you're fans of these guys, to kind of see you know they're getting their moment in the sun right now, like. I think it's a really cool thing that 244 years later, we're sitting around talking about these guys more prevalently than ever, I think. Um, and hats off to the people that have done it before me. Um, I know they're out there. Um, there's published things, audiobooks, you name it, um, where people have talked about these. I don't know if they've done it in line with current events, but um, they're definitely out there. And to to be able to, to sit here and share them with you guys, I think is really, really um something cool in this moment and um you know i think honors these guys that went out on them and uh and really took the beatings and risked a lot um for people they didn't even know but really cool stuff anyway let's see we got some people out there and i want to cover that real quick got 40 minutes on the clock yeah we got a little bit of time um tim o'connor nice question hey shane hazel how are you? Oh, man, I'm tired, man. I, I really like um, late nights. My, my daughter has uh, had some trouble sleeping lately. And so, you know, go up there and to put her to sleep, you guys will enjoy this. I'll put on like some background crickets or something on a sound app. And then I, um, I've been reading her uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson <laughs> self, right? It's uh it's one of those things that, you know, I, I peel my eyes open just to uh, keep her awake and, or I should say, put her to sleep and keep myself awake. But it's, you know, it's actually the first time I've read through um, this book and I find it uh, pretty fun. You know, there's, there's a different vocabulary. It's somewhat, um, you know, fanciful and, and very artful. Um, I, I think Emerson was a, a pretty cool thinker, but uh, will no doubt uh, put you to sleep. And I've been thinking about it for a long time, but you know, a lot of people are like, man, I could listen to you read the telephone book. I've, I've seen that in the, the comments a few times. <laughs> I laughed. Um, kind of been told that since I was about 12 years old and um, you know, glad to be able to, to use this voice for something, you know, fun, uh, and, and, and helpful. Um, I think I'm going to create an app of me reading really, uh, you know, 
open source type stuff like Ralph Waldo Emerson and, uh, and, and putting it to some background sound or something like that to, to put you guys to sleep at night. If it, if it helps, I'll tell you, it, it helps me. Uh, there's an app I use out there and I'm not going to plug it until I, you know, start taking on sponsors, but, um, it's something that my wife got. It was a, I think it's an app that costs about $30 a year, but, um, it is, it's one of those where they read you to sleep, man. And it is fantastic. Uh, just really, I mean, I, <laughs> I have no problem going to sleep at night when somebody's reading me a bedtime story, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Um, yeah, gummies are for the kids. <laughs> uh, I, I did hear something about uh, gummies for kids the other day too, um, and you know maybe this is going to turn into a little bit of a chat here at the end. Um, it'll maybe hopefully lift uh, my energy levels a little bit and my spirits because I don't know I felt beat down, and uh, I think it's a lot to do with just how little sleep and how much work uh, is going in lately. So um, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, David Robinson says Bitcoin and cryptocurrency would be very beneficial when we eliminated all forms of income tax. Well, here's the thing, David. I think, um, you know, I, and maybe you do know, uh, you know, I don't don't want to talk down. It's, it's not my intent. But um, if if we, you know, went out there and invested uh, and invested, sh- hedged your money at this point, if you hedged your money in Bitcoin, um and put it all in there. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you got to pay you know some some people back if you got loans for houses or cars or whatever, um, which you can convert Bitcoin to dollars. And you know, the longer you hold off, and uh, the, the probably the easier it would pay in dollars versus Bitcoin. So, um, but yeah, there's there's literally no incentive to use force and coercion to go after somebody for cryptocurrency. And it's one of the beautiful things about cryptocurrency is if you got your own keys and you got your own cold wallet, um, that's yours. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's damn near impossible, uh, out there for anybody to, to do anything with that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't know, uh, it kind of goes hand in hand and, you know, I'm all for getting rid of the income tax. I want to be my, one of my big planks down here running for governor. Um, let's see, David, you you got some things to say tonight. This essay speaks loudly about what is happening right now. It's awfully weird how 240 years ago they saw this coming. Well, you know, what's funny is this has been happening for centuries. And they knew that because they studied Rome. Um, they studied what these people did uh, to, to Scotland and Ireland. Uh, if you go back and just, you know, modern Dype history, right? You go to the 1100 uh, Charter of Liberties, the Magna Carta, the Petition of Right, the Grand Remonstrance, and the English Bill of Rights. Like these were all documents that we, um, you know, got the Constitution from, basically. And you know, a lot of them, you know, thank God for the, you know, the Bill of Rights. As long as we've been able to lean on it a little bit, um, but you know, the none of this is new. Um, this has been going on for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And, you know, bullies are bullies, man. They're, they're out there in history. Um, let's see what else we got. Shane, keep up the great work. Love the anti-federalist episodes. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, I did have one review. I think I was going to read that before I got out of here tonight. Let's see if anybody else has got stuff down there. Uh, assets though, scarce and immediate. Uh, yeah, no, you're not kidding. Um, 
that would be a good thing to talk about for just a second. Um, you know, we're, we are in strange times and having hard assets right now, um, you know, even down to like, and then this is, this is kind of my, you know, my, I guess my warrior mindset, right. Is when we're prepared and I wear, I don't, I don't want to be a warrior for God's sakes. The, you know, what you get taught is one mind, any weapon. Well, it's also true for things that are currency, right? Like the more hard assets you have, whether it's gold and silver tools, uh, what you have is potential, right? Because if you can take your energy and a tool and multiply your energy, then what you're going to do is go out there and do some things that maybe other people can't do. And that's a, that's a scarce resource in bad times. Uh, it'll help you to uh, possibly put food on the table and clothes on your kid's back and, and, and things like that and be able to trade uh, and barter because God knows, you know, even if let's say the worst happens and I mean, you're still looking at a lot of people being very, very good at living off the land um, that can teach other people as, you know, things start to get worse. And, you know, at that point, you start looking at the peacemakers in those points. So it's, we're, we're in the right place, but yeah, definitely have some hard assets on. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, get your hands on tools too. Uh, tools are just a, an absolute great thing that I think most people that try to stay prepared, uh, for a bad situation, um, stock up on, not to mention, like we said earlier, they're handy. They know how to fix shit. Like, if you, <laughs> how to fix your house oh man thank you dad thank you grandpa i mean john conley comes to mind jeez god bless him god rest his soul man those guys taught me a lot of stuff about carpentry uh back in the day and you know buying tools ever since and really that's that's one of my passions is doing like fun stuff like woodwork and tables and desks that move up and down on old hand cranks and stuff like like that's my passion and i don't get to do a heck of a lot of that anymore um because the world is on fire and you gotta take action so anyway what else we got though um yeah i think that's it from those guys i am going to wrap this one up um this is left august 18th it says afghanistan dot 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 five stars Redoing this review because Shane needs a new one. Just finished the Afghanistan episode. The truth, the horror, the thieves, the murder cult. Gut-wrenching, hair-pulling episode. Shane put everything into perfect perspective. Fuck the murder cult. Uh, maybe not perfect, but thank you. Jeez, uh, what a... What a cool thing to be able to wrap the show up with, guys. Um, I really, I can't thank you guys enough. I know this is maybe a little bit of a shorter show. I'm tired. Uh, you guys give me a couple minutes off uh, this week, and I'll uh, I'll get you a, a, another longer one. I think I did a couple longer ones last week. Maybe you guys need a break from me. We'll see. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you guys for all the work you're doing in Liberty out there. And, you know, God bless you, your families. Um, good vibes and prayers to all of you guys because, boy, the world needs more and more and more of you guys. And I get teared up just, just thinking about it. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I will catch you here probably again uh, tomorrow night. And I think I may have a guest for you, but uh, waiting for confirmation real quick. But you guys have a great day, and I will see you here manana. I love you. I need you. Peace.
Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.